Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. And we are here with two very special guests. Uh, let's, for the listener, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Victoria. And I'm Jamie. Hey, ladies. <laughs> um, so, first off, you are our first female guest. Yeah. Woohoo. Which Victoria, much. <laughs> Victoria called me a sexist earlier. I was like, to point things out, like, you're also our third guest. So, I guess we're doing pretty good. <laughs> so, it's okay. We're doing all right. And there's two of us. And there's yes. two of you. So let's get our first plug right out of the way. Jamie, if I was in the central Massachusetts, Rhode Island area, and I wanted to play trivia on Wednesdays at 8, where would I go? Vino's in Winsocket. This is where you're hosting trivia now, correct? Correct. Once a week, tell the people tell the people when it is. It's at 8.30 p.m. in Winsocket at Vino's, which is 83 Main Street. It's re- you got to come sometime. It's really fun. I went the last couple of weeks, and we had a really good time. Well, so today's episode is a tribute to geek girls because, well, Mike and I love geek girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I actually married uh, Victoria over there. Hi. I'm his wife. Yay. Yeah. My wife. My wife. I tell him not to do that, but he doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we, Mike and I didn't prepare too much for this, so it's just very loosey-goosey. I also tell him not to use that phrase, but he still Why? <laughs> I will leave you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, I did a little research, and the only research I by that I mean I use Surrey, and I just said dictionary's definition of geek. <laughs> it said slang, slang for term used. I can't remember. Right slang term used to describe eccentric or non-mainstream. High school. That was something different. Oh. Uh, what was this, like <clears throat> Urban Dictionary? No, high school was a question I was going to ask him about, which you just ruined. Huh. So where? Are you, so first off, what do you guys think about the definition of geek, and do you identify with that? Yes. Totally. Well, if it means anything, a clinician and I went over the definitions of dork, nerd, and geek at work. So if a clinician... I think I know who you're talking it. about. Yep. Um, what's the difference? Well, so a dork is one who lives in their parents' basement, never sees the light of day except for food and maybe to get a new video game. Lacks social skills, eh, probably doesn't have a significant other. That's a dork. Nerd, moving up a step. Has some friends, probably all of the same sex. Doesn't really get out a lot, probably still lives in the parents' basement, but social skills are kind of there. We still have, we kind of have friends. And then geek, you know, socializes normally, has friends, probably has a significant other, but still likes all the same things that dorks and nerds like. It's so, an obsession. Yeah, there's like a little bit of so obsession. I, I can't wait. To I sound exactly like the nerd, except really? I live upstairs, not in their basement. <laughs> so. And you have a girlfriend. I do. So you're a geek. I guess I am a geek. So geeks are like higher functioning nerds. Yes. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yes. More productive nerds. I don't think I get any of those. I'm not cool enough. True story. I think I think you're a... <laughs> I think I'm geekier, if anything. You're a geek. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like ha- enough. I'll put it this way. I, I didn't get geek cred because geeks didn't think I was geeky enough in high school because I didn't like a lot of the stuff they liked. You didn't fit in that clip? No, they were was too normal, which oddly enough. So let's start off. Where are you guys from? Start with Victoria. I'm from the lovely state of New Jersey, Bloomfield. Very exciting place. Our governor is a very interesting man. It's, you know, there's a reason HBO has chosen to highlight New Jersey for the last two mob shows it's done. It very much is the place for that. What are the two? 
Well, The Sopranos yeah. and Boardwalk Empire. Oh, I have Atlantic oh. City. Yeah, the mafia down in Atlantic City. So, yep, nope, there's a reason for that, but I love my state. Me and Mike. What, like what do you think of Chris Christie? I think he's an idiot. And, do you uh, think he did crook. it? I absolutely think he did it. <laughs> I think his staff, if he didn't give the order, he created a culture in his staff that would think that would be an okay thing to do, which is just as bad. So either way, he's guilty of it. And I'm really hoping and crossing my fingers that this totally ruined his chances to run for president. He's done. Well, he was going to be done. It was too early to call No, him. he was pretty popular. Yeah, but you know, but two years and all the scandal for that guy. True. If you just, it is New Jersey. Yeah. You know, for most people in politics, you don't know anything outside your own state. So if you're not from Jersey, you didn't follow that guy. But for people who live in Jersey, he has so many bad things. Yeah. is in northern New Jersey, right outside of New York City. You can take the bus into New York City. That is how you know your way around New Hey, Jersey. what exit? Well, I'm at, we were exit 150 off the Garden State mm-hmm. Parkway. <laughs> Spent our summers on the Jersey Shore. Yep, I'm, I'm that. I'm that. Did Jersey you ever girl. meet Snooki? No, Snooki is not originally from New Jersey. Jersey Shore Show gave the Jersey Shore, which is beautiful, a very bad name. Yeah, I was just going to ask if it was an accurate reflection. Well, maybe now um, the specific location they shoot at, which is Seaside Heights, has always been quite sketchy, and we always avoided it. But parts of the Jersey Shore are the most beautiful things you'll ever see, like Atlantic City, Point Pleasant, Wildwood, Cape May. It's, It's beautiful. Excellent. So, Jamie, where are you from? Born and raised in Douglas, Massachusetts, which is probably one of the most boring towns you'll ever be to. There is nothing but woods. We have uh, they have a water park though. I used to go to when I was younger, right? Okay, so everybody breezy outside of Douglas goes to the water park. <laughs> is that what it was called? Yep, Breezy Acres. All right. If you're from Douglas, you hike a half a mile into the woods and go swimming at the rope swing. But oh, so where in Massachusetts is Douglas? It's not a Boston suburb. Nope, not at all. So Douglas is. Exactly located at the tri-state border of Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. You can literally go and stand at some piece of rock in the woods and stand in all three states at once. We should go sometime. Totally. I love being in multiple states at the same time. It's pretty cool. You have very I've never done it. No, why not? I don't know. It is a really pretty town because I've driven through there many of times. Oh, yeah. One of your lakes. Yeah, it's pretty. It's quaint. There's nothing to do. Uh, There's like, you can tip cows, do drugs. You know, I didn't know what tipping a cow meant until a couple of years ago. Somebody had to explain it to me. Yeah, so this is what happens when you go up in suburban New Jersey. So <laughs> you don't it's know these things. Literally tipping a cow. I know. I never. I never understood that. Like, do they just like trip? But apparently, you like just like push them down until they fall. It's it's really you know, not nice. You know what that reminds me of? You can't actually do it. The state thing you were talking about. In the, have you seen a walk to remember? Yep. Remember when? She has a wish list of things she wants to do, and you one thing is being <laughs> be in two places at once. Like the Nicholas Sparks, do you there, Mikey? No, I never saw that. <laughs> Let's talk. Well, let's just embarrass Mike right now. Speaking of a walk to remember, <laughs> you recently put on Facebook that you, uh, what was it? I tell my girlfriend I'm drinking a beer and watching the game, but it really means I'm watching Say Yes to the Dress and eating Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, I that secret. Um, we like to watch Four Weddings. Yep. And say yes to the dress in our spare time. Why? So, because it's it's entertaining. Are you more? It is entertaining. Um, no, but we both enjoy watching it. Guilty pleasure. We all. I used to watch those pleasures. shows all the time. Nothing Used guilty to. about it. I think it's because I, I like judging people. There's the drama of it all. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot to judge on those shows. But we had our uh, Kardashian phase. 
We did. When we were first dating, we used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I'm ashamed to admit. I know. And And Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Miami. But then it got unrealistic. (laughs) I think it started unrealistic. (laughs) What do you think? What do you guys think about Kimye? Kimye in Northwest, the baby. Oh, I gave up on uh, the Kardashians a while back. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, of course. Why wouldn't you shorten their names? No, we and the worst part is we watched it on Netflix, so we had a choice of quality programming, and we chose to watch the Kardashians. To be fair, at the time, there was no such thing as Orange is the New Black and House of Cards. Yeah, so but there was plenty of stuff on Netflix we could have watched. That is true. We were this was before West Wing was on Instant. Yeah. I'm just saying there we, wasn't as much. We finished Dress of Development. Oh. Do, you, do you want to get into the TV? The TV stuff? Let's talk about high school. I don't know your high school experience, so let's talk about high school. My high school experience uh, is remarkably dull. Well, <laughs> I went to an all-girls Catholic school. How'd you End fit of in story. As a um, I was in the not popular crowd. There were five of us. Um, we <laughs> were the not wealthy ones. Everybody else drove Mercedes and Lexuses and had pretty blonde hair. And I was not one of them. So you were so, the poor kid in the sitcom. Yes. Are the movies true where the girls at the Catholic school are all sexually repressed and like really freaks? I deep don't down? know. I was That's pretty. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he knows me well. Nailed um, it. <laughs> I mean, I could answer. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Um, I don't know. Actually, I was pretty sheltered in high school, so the girls I hung out hung out with certainly weren't. And I'm sure we had some crazy girls, but I didn't really care about any of them. So. Cray cray. They were cray cray. <laughs> Jamie, that's it. What that's was your role in high school? Oh man, I didn't really embrace my geekdom until like probably my twenties. So in high school, I was the tomboy who spent every weekend in a garage drinking beer and working on cars. Wow, I didn't. Expect Sounds that. a lot more exciting than my childhood. Yeah, no, I I definitely I got all of my bad years out in high school, and then like come college, I was turned into like this sweet little innocent thing. So. Good student. Yeah, I yeah basically I barely made it out of high school, and then college came, and I was like, I think I'm gonna apply myself, considering I'm spending like twenty thousand dollars a year. Those smart kids. Oh, That's funny. Smart I did the kids. opposite. Super super innocent, and sheltered in high school, and then once I got to college, I went cray cray. No. Yeah. Well, not really. I started drinking and partying I've met for Lily. the first time. <laughs> that would be my best friend and maid of honor. He's speaking of who is an angel, and I love her dearly. She's so do not, not despair her name. She's Asian. <laughs> uh, Mike, what was your role in high school? Uh, 750 people in my high school, uh, 99% white. Uh, Ouch. I was one of seven <laughs> black kids in my high school. Um, middle class, white suburban town. Who's your boring. Name? Where did you sit at the lunch table? At uh, the lunch table. I had a, a group of friends all through high school. We sat together at lunch. It was like four of us. So, can I just interrupt there? Um, this just goes to show how much of an outsider my little group of friends were. We didn't always eat in the cafeteria, we had a couple of benches out to the side that we used to eat on because we were so not the popular girls. No, yep. it just means you were the cool kids because we were on the benches <laughs> outside. Exactly, we were not dealing with that, we were being rebels and didn't even want to eat in the cafeteria. How about you, what Chris? Up? What was your high school experience like? Our high school, um. Kind of, I was really quiet my freshman year. I didn't go to high school with all like my friends because I went to an Aggie school. I went to agricultural high school. Completely different. So, but it was it it was a public school, but it was one town over. So everyone I went to school with from first grade to eighth grade went to Maloney High School, and I went to Lyman Hall, a town over. So I didn't really know anybody. Um, It was really quiet, and then I stopped taking Ritalin, and then I started talking to people. (laughs) Um, really really obsessed with music like really fell into that but i kind of floated around i had a lot of different groups of friends our high school was kind of cool because 
we had two lunch rooms and then like a hallway we could hang out with and then an, outside, an outdoor senior court that anyone could go hang out and play hacky sack. Wow, you're dating really yourself really old. There. <laughs> so um, I'm sure anyone I went to high school with, if they were to listen, they might say something different. But I don't know. It was, I had a good experience. I got detentions a few times, but it was always for really stupid stuff, like just forgetting my homework. You know, I got detention once in high school, and like I said, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and you had to wear a uniform. The reason I got detention was because I had forgotten my skirt at home because I wore sweatpants because it was cold, and only the Catholic Church would make you wear a skirt when it's 10 degrees outside with knee socks and think that, you know, that's warmth. So I forgot my skirt at home, and I got detention. Wow. That was the only detention I had in high school because I was that much of a suck-up. I was too afraid to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. I mean, I got in trouble outside of school. Plenty. Nothing terrible. I was more me. I never got detention. Uh, never got. Like, I never got detention or anything. But I was bad outside of school. I just never got caught. I was pretty good at not getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys still have friends from high school? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of friends I still talk to. The friends I mentioned, a couple of them are the only ones I still talk to. I still talk to maybe four or five people regularly from high school. I have one friend from high school <laughs> out of those five that I still speak to. I'm actually seeing on Saturday. She's driving up for my birthday. Kayla? Uh, yeah, and she was also a bridesmaid in our wedding. Oh, she's cool. um, and I, I keep in touch with a couple of the other girls just on Facebook and things, but really that's the only person I still talk to. Do you have friends from high school still? Yeah, my two best guy friends are from high school. And then I just kind of reconnected with one of my friends that it was kind of, we had a falling out our senior year. And then we reconnected like several years later and we just kind of like picked up where we left off. So it was kind of neat. So we're saying. It, it definitely wasn't the defining part of my life like I expected it to be. No. Like, yeah, it was did the you, same way. Did you ever see Freaks and Geeks? Yes. I think that was the most relatable high school. I think if yes. I was anyone in that show, which I know is going to be weird to say, I think I was like Lindsay Weir. Mm-hmm. Except not as smart. Like I didn't really. Or a female. Thank you. <laughs> like I didn't fit in with anyone, but I just kind of floated and I was always trying to be worse than I was. But I got really, really, really into like the punk rock scene and Central Connecticut and ska scene. So I went to like obsessive amount of concerts and the, some of those people are still my closest friends. And you know all of them, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Like the Rileys and Amanda. Yeah, good people. So it's it's cool. And Ryan. Yep. Squirrel boy. He'll be, squirrel boy. He'll be here Saturday. You met him last time. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy who will come to your wedding, and while they're playing YMCA, he will scream it at the top of his lungs because that's just the kind of in guy he is. In a three-piece suit. In a three-piece awesome. suit looking very dapper, but something we'll never forget. Oh, so so. Awesome. Can't go wrong. I don't know who listens to this, so I guess this is how we, we can bait people and talk about them and see if they comment to us. Suckers. <laughs> All right, let's talk about fun stuff now. Uh, well, I have a fun story about you and I, Victoria. Oh, boy. It's not true, guys. Oh, do you not remember true. when Bo and McKay... Mom and Dad, close your ears. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, remember when Bo and McKay were up uh, the first time when they came to Providence? Yes, a couple years ago. Friends? And um, we were sitting in the other room, and Bo's looking through Netflix recently watched, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, Revman, I didn't know you watched Star Trek. What do you think about this? And he just kept asking me about every show on the Netflix instantly and watched. I was like... Nah, man, that's actually uh, that's Victoria's. <laughs> <laughs> that is my cue. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. Oh my god, what is it? It's like Star Wars and Firefly. Uh, well, I mean, I was raised in sci-fi since a very young age. I mean, my I remember just watching Star Wars with my brothers over and over again. Star Trek, you know, 
my parents watched it with us. And those the sci-fi shows were the ones we could all watch together as a family. It's tough being the only girl and having two brothers and, you know, mom and dad. So um, the sci-fi is really what brought us all together. So Star Trek, Star Wars, Babylon 5, <laughs> um, all of them. Yeah. I wanted to ask both of you guys about your family upbringing. Are your family all geeky? Like, do you guys have the same interests? Are you the black sheep? I definitely am not the black sheep. Um, I think my mom's more of a geek than my dad. My dad was definitely the cool guy in high school, um, where I think is my mom was more the geek. Um, but my parents are definitely kind of like they like all those weird fantasy movies and things of that nature. Like if Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings are on doing a like a series, whatever weekend on ABC, like my parents are both watching it and they will watch it for the entire weekend. We have all the DVDs, but it will be on the TV. <laughs> that is just no, how they roll. Different. It is different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I will uh, say that my parents, whom I love, are huge nerds. Huge. Openly. Like I can't even begin to ex- describe the nerddom. And it's not even just sci-fi. I mean, they are huge history and literary nerds. We used to go to Revolutionary War reenactments throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Wow. If there was a fort or a battle that took place on the Eastern Seaboard, I have been to it and seen it. And can I just say, all forts are just pieces of grass. And battlefields <laughs> the same thing. They might have a wall and a cannon, but that is all. And I have seen <laughs> literally every single one. And that is because of John and Patricia. So I was raised a huge nerd, and I'm pretty shocked. I turned out semi-normal. Were you aware that you were a geek growing up? Like both of you No, guys? it wasn't until about high school. I mean, I just thought it was normal to get dressed in colonial garb and <laughs> go down to uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey and reenact a Revolutionary War battle for two days. That was a normal weekend in November. Travel down that road. Speak more on that. I want to hear everything. <laughs> but you really did this. No, yeah. Since like we, since I was three. Yeah. Why? Well, it was one of my father's hobbies for a little while. He did the reenacting. And part of the reenacting is all the little kitties getting dressed up as well and taking part in the reenactment. So it's a real encampment. I remember we did a really long one down in um, Mount Vernon, which is where George Washington is buried. And it was a two-day thing, 95-degree heat, I swear to God, humongous humidity. And I was dressed head-to-toe in colonial garb, and so was my mother. And while the men were out reenacting the battle, Mom and I were putting on a little show at the campsite and cooking over a fire and demonstrating real colonial activities. So, yep, yeah, nope, that was a pretty common occurrence. We did that a lot for a long time. Your dad's married. <laughs> he is married to my mother, who would participate in these as well. It was actually kind of fun as a family to do it all together. We'd all get Word. dressed up, Not and we should we should all we should go do that now again. I'm telling you, it's a fun we'll time. Do cosplay at Comic Con, and that's where I draw the line. Well, there's always like you know what's the, the what's the one out in Sturbridge Village? That's the one. Oh, I've been there. Hated it so been much. There many it's times. so much fun. Oh. I swear, my family had a like a discounted lifetime membership to Colonial Williamsburg in Virginia. That is how often we were there. I feel like cosplay is more ex- a more eccentric thing to do than a colonial yes. reenactment because at yes. least the colonial reenactment is. Based it's history. Reality. It's reality. It's cosplay history. You're learning. Do you guys, cosplay is fantasy. Are you guys into and they cosplay? both have their merits. No. no, I'm not really into <laughs> cosplay. My little brother, again, because we're a huge nerd family, is huge into cosplay. And mm-hmm. he does a lot of the anime conventions and comic cons and things like that. In the is he a brony New York as area. well? Is he a what? A brony. I don't know what that is. I can tell you. A brony is an adult male that loves the cartoon My Little Ponies. Oh. There's, a docu- oh. there's a documentary on Netflix about it. It's My brother actually, watched that. He was telling me about it. If you're interested, oh, I yeah, can't say that he is, no, but Netflix. he is a huge cosplayer. 
I got Matt's back. He is not a brony. There you go. All That's right. good. But, no I mean, this just goes to show what we bond as a family, because my mother will help him make his costumes. It's like a whole family activity. Wow. It's adorable. Wow. Are <laughs> kids together? Yeah, you are. Fuck. Mm. Wow. I just can't believe you guys actually did that more than once. It was That's for in my entire childhood. And I, know, I got packed up and dragged to, like... Powwows and things. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we went to powwows as kids. That I was did fun too, actually. Yep. Yeah. My sister's like a quarter or an eighth or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's important when you're raising children to not just do fun things. Yeah, <laughs> it's it can be fun, but it's also historical. Have yes. you been talking to my father, Bill Ruffle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, don't listen to your son. Because <laughs> that was part of my childhood too, doing not fun things. Well, no, it's not that they were not fun. It's just you know you can't go to Disney World every single summer. You know they wanted to teach us things. Yep, and that's why we did like Sturbridge Village, yep. Colonial Williamsburg, every single fort in the eastern seaboard, you know. We did a lot of nature and mm, museums. Yeah, yeah. We, we did, did that too. Nature. We I'm had a sure. family membership to the Museum of Natural History. Oh my we god. One time, time I was we were talking about going to some museum. It was in New Haven. I was like, oh we can go to the it's like the Peabody New Haven because it's pretty cool site. It's pretty cool. Museum Victoria's like that's eh, okay. I'm more of a fan of the Museum of Natural History. I'm like, well, not all of us grew outside uh, one of some of the largest museums in the entire world, and we're happy with the Yeah, that was Peabody. one of the better things of uh, living in New- where we did in New Jersey. We got to take advantage of New York City very frequently. For nerd stuff. Nerd is, stuff. Is Fort Wetherill one of, the co- one of the forts you were talking about? Possibly. Where is it? Near Beaver Tail. It's in uh, Rhode Island. Actually, believe it or not, before like I was 16, we never really traveled up to Rhode Island. Mm. We took a, a northern cruise, and one of the stops was Newport, um, and that was the first time we'd been to Rhode Island. So, mm. no, I mean, we really stuck to like the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. I mean, we get to Gettysburg more times than I can count as well. A couple times we'll drive down to Disney World and, of course, have to stop at every single port, you know, through all the states from New Jersey to Florida. So mm. that's what we did. I saved someone's life at Fort Wetherill, and I was also a potential murder that we're not sure if it was an actual murder or not. Yeah, I can, sure, tell, I can sure. tell during another episode if <laughs> you want. Right it's all right now. <clears throat> Fort Wetherill's in Rhode Island. It's by the water. Mm. It's an old World War, I want to say, it may even be older than World War One. It's a fort. And uh, I went there, I used to work at the YMCA, and I was a camp counselor. And we took the kids on a field trip to Fort Wetherill, and... We're headed back to the van, and I hear a man screaming help at the top of his lungs, screaming help. So I run, and I follow the voice, and I hop over a fence. The whole fort is surrounded by an iron fence, okay? I jump the fence, and there's a, there's a, a, a trail in the woods that goes down like 20 or 30 feet, and then it's a, sh- uh, a sheer cliff face and like a 60-foot drop to the water, okay? So they're like 30 feet from a cliff. It's a man in his 30s holding a woman in a wheelchair (laughs) who is a quadriplegic. She's in the wheelchair, and he's holding onto her wheelchair with one arm at like, like three fingers. And he was like bleeding, like his arms were bleeding. And she was like screaming and she was hanging forward. I know it just got super dark on the, on the podcast just now. <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, the only thing holding her in the wheelchair is her seatbelt and her arms and legs are like dangling. Like it, he was going to drop her. Like she, he was ready to let her go and she would have definitely died. And so I had to like, I couldn't hold her either because it was so steep. So I like wedged myself 
between the ground and her wheelchair while the other counts because the other counselors were also coming and they they pulled her up like four fucking guys had to pull her drag her up the path back to safety and life and you saved her well it's not that i wow that's intense. it's not that that she certainly would have died if i wasn't there but like there was nobody else there but me and the kids at the time wow i also don't know and i say potential murder because afterwards every the other counselors were like why was he on that side of the fence with a quadriplegic woman yep like what if he it was her mm-hmm. her caretaker or her son and he was just tired of taking care of her and wanted to make an accident or something and then he regretted it at the last minute or something i all these thoughts were going through my head did we call the police no we got them up he said he was fine he said he cut himself on the branches and he said he was fine wow. so we just didn't in retrospect, maybe we should. I don't think that's worth calling the police, though. That's too late. Well, thanks for bringing me to my dark space. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about so things about that Star make Wars. me sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. oh, my God. What was the question? I, I forgot what I asked Victoria before. I was going to ask the same thing to Jamie. I don't know. Talking about family? Did, oh, uh, are oh. we a bunch of dorks? Yeah. My know. brother is a really big nerd. Yeah, I met your brother. Yeah. So nice, though. He Super is. nice guy. He but is the sweetest person ever. Nerds are nice. He is. They are nerds. Well, sometimes they're dicks, too. Well, no, but my brother is, is a nice person. I think the dork is where you head into dick territory. No, I think nerds are dicks no, and dorks are nice. I don't know. Just because they have the no social skills. Mm. Yeah. Guys, they're kind of cute. Yeah. All right, screech. Like, I would just I would describe my little brother as a bit of a nerd, but it's adorable. Nerd. Yeah. What would you call Screech from Saved by the Bell? He's a dork. You're both wrong. He's a doofus. Yes. Like and a, um, the remember? actor himself is a huge douchebag. So let's not talk about <laughs> that. What was it called? Uh, one, um, yep. Something was. Oh my God. So I can I just ex- um, do a little sidebar here about while we're talking about Screech? I don't know why we are. But, Wait, hold on. So the why actor... would Saved by the Bell not come up in this podcast? Good point. Um, the actor who plays Screech, Dustin Diamond. This just goes to show how much of a hypocritical place I went to for college. Do you want to say where it was? You don't have to. Uh, Providence College in Providence, Rhode Island. Take um, that, PC. Exactly. So they would not allow us to put on a performance of the vagina monologues. However, they were perfectly okay with paying an actor like Dustin Diamond, who has done a porno and is a huge asshole, in coming to our college campus and talking about sex and butt plugs and porn and being a huge douchebag so well money well spent providence college bravo Good job. bravo who, who would ever think that mario lopez would be the sweetest one out of that cast compared and then dustin diamond would be the douche right mm. <laughs> looking back what's her face did the showgirls movie oh um, yeah Elizabeth Tories, Berkeley. Her, Berkeley. Yeah. they all got oh, naked um, at some Tiffany point Amber Thiessen, um she's on that show white collar now and yep. she was in beverly hills 9210 i yeah. never heard of that show Beverly Hills. Was that old? No, I don't remember that. You don't know that one? You mean That's Brenda funny. and Dylan and no, the Peach Pit? Hold the mic. watched very frequently. <laughs> Does anyone remember? Oh, this won't work for those listening. Remember this? Squash it with the soccer hooligans that came to the Peach Pit and tried to get into stuff with, um, what was the younger rap All right, now name? you're just okay, never mind. weird. <laughs> you want to talk Saved by the Bell new class? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't talk about the new so class. Oh, bad. No, or the, the college years. We college years those. were good. No, they were not good. The Mike you were out of your mind. He had a big. Please. He shows that. They were ridiculous. All right, guys, settle down. Ding, ding, round <laughs> one. Do you not remember when the RA Mike, the ex football player, shows him the tattoo? And he says, it was Tweety Bird and Squeech. I don't know, Mike. That was really one big bird. Fucking really? Hilarious. A grown man to be an RA on a college floor, the remember? size of that dorm room. So please. Realistic. 
Please, stop it. Tomorrow, You're insulting today. yourself. Oh, I have some Doctor Who questions. Oh, yes, please. I've never saw Doctor Who. I've never seen oh, Doctor Who. Okay, so Chris has never seen Doctor Who. Just say what Victoria's wearing. That sound gives hope to any who hear it. Victoria any. has a TARDIS on the table here. I do have and a TARDIS a on the table. Chris doesn't know what TARDIS stands for. What do you guys know what it stands oh, I do, for? I do. He does know. I've taught him what. Nope, nope. Jamie, correct him, please. Oh, no. Don't put me on spot. Time and relative dimensions in space. That is what TARDIS stands for. It's cool. It is a good show. These two. Yes, I started watching Doctor Who recently. I'm only in two seasons because mm-hmm. I'm slow and lame. But um, how would you guys pitch the show to someone who's never seen it to Amazing. get them interested? Amazing. Oh. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard it. to describe, but Doctor Who is a show that I read this thing that Stephen Moffat, who is the kind of one of the writers and the, the main guy in behind Doctor Who and also just Sherlock on the BBC. Yep. He describes it as um, Sherlock is about a man pretending to be a god and Doctor Who is about a god pretending to be a man. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. <gasps> Chris just got a shiver. <laughs> a ghost ran through him. <laughs> Slowly. <Mufasa. laughs> well, did you should catch that Lion King reference? Oh, say it again. <laughs> um all right so it goes back several decades they just had the 50 year anniversary they did did you guys do anything together to see it we did we We had a little girl date it was so much fun we went to a theater up in massachusetts and saw the 50th anniversary special on the big screen and it was adorable i told victoria she had to put out and i did (laughs) for what reason Yeah, Jamie's very nice. <laughs> it's the first date. So, Don't you always put out oh, on the first date? Yeah. Oh, what? I thought you meant. How did I benefit in this situation? I'm not really sure. He gets late. Revel wins again. again. No, not me. <laughs> the date. Revel wins again. Okay, Revel. Somehow, some way, you owe me. I don't know what, how yet, but you owe me. We won't even tell the listeners what I owe Chris. But yeah. <laughs> settle down, boys. These cookies are worth. There's it, enough though. of me for everybody. <laughs> Uh, choosing from only the new era of doctors, so mm-hmm. Eccleston on. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite doctor? Matt Smith. And why? <laughs> I'm sorry, I answered that very quickly, mm-hmm. and I will give Jamie a turn to say hers, but my first doctor was Matt Smith, because I started watching the episodes out of sync, so I started with season five, and I fell in love. So my, you always have a soft space in your heart for your first doctor, Matt Smith was mine. And I love him dearly. Chris, and I will miss him. I think him. your marriage might be yeah. at risk here. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. All right. Jamie, on to you. Okay. So I, I, I'm torn. And this is why. So probably my favorite doctor is David Tennant. But then I also have a love affair with all the companions. Mm. And my favorite companions are the pawns. Which go with Matt I haven't Smith. Seen, I haven't seen all of it yet. So don't no spoilers. And there's, they, there won't mm. be spoilers. So the pawns go along with Matt Smith. They do. So it makes it very hard for me to pick. So I guess I'm kind of like a tie between the two of them. Hmm. I don't know. I like things. I I started with Eccleston, obviously. Mm-hmm. I loved him. I thought he was so funny. He made me laugh out loud. And then when it changed to Tennant, at first I wasn't sure, but by the end of the first episode with Tennant, I was like, I love him. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, you can't help but his, uh, his humor. He is, yeah. he just, he's yep. so quick. He is so So good. I haven't seen Matt's I haven't seen a single Matt Smith episode. I hear he's manic. I hear he's more like <laughs> 
Yeah. He's very a showman. You know, it's just he's I think he's so funny. He's adorable. He's like that perfect combination of nerdy, brilliant, doesn't know how to act around ladies. He's a beautiful face. You shut your face. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does have the chin. Peter Capaldi. I don't know. I'm kind of holding out judgments. What do you think, Jamie? I'm excited. Yeah. Did you see the the regeneration? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, I mean, it was only like a 30-second introduction to him when uh, Matt Smith regenerated into the Peter Capaldi. So, we don't really know anything about him, but he's supposed to be an amazing actor. And it's kind of exciting to see the Doctor kind of turn into this more mature, older gent again, because that's where he started. Have you guys seen In the Loop? No. It's a political satire on Netflix. Okay. And he's one of the main characters. Oh. And he is so funny in it. I've heard he's like a brilliantly funny guy. Super snarky. Yeah. Super snarky. Uh That's his his, how he is. Also, they're going from the youngest doctor, which was Mm -hmm. Matt Smith. He's twenty six. I think he was he was either twenty six or twenty seven when he took the role. Right. So he's very young and Mm -hmm. now they're going on to somebody who's much older, which will be very interesting. I, I agree completely. What is it about the show that you think that attract besides the adorable doctor? Because hmm. I feel like a lot of women like that show a lot. <laughs> well, I think it's the perfect escape fantasy because it's this whole idea that at any moment in your life, this mysterious stranger from an alien planet can take you away and you can go anywhere and any time and be a hero. I mean, that's what I loved about Donna Noble. She was a companion with yes. David Tennant <laughs> and she was probably the most run-of-the-mill ordinary woman from you know a lower class just basic plate um london suburb but she was a heroine by the end of her run as a companion she had saved the ood she had saved people she had completely changed and i think that's why women love this show and why a lot of guys do too because it's just about the capacity of human nature and the amazing things that life can do to you and places you can go. And who doesn't dream about this beautiful, mysterious stranger taking you off to faraway places? <laughs> Isn't that a meme? What's you told me that meme, Jamie? Right? What? Every girl dreams of. Uh, oh, every whatever. girl dreams of a mysterious man showing up a, in a box. And there's another well, line I, to it. I heard a. I saw a quote online that said, "If you ask a girl what Doctor Who is about, she'll say, it's about." Girls who get to travel through time with a, a handsome guy who's actually an alien and if you ask guys they'll say it's about an alien who looks like a guy who gets to travel around the the universe with cute girls oh yeah it's pretty accurate so i actually have one more question written down for them doctor who related um if you guys could go for a ride in the tardis oh god if only (laughs) where would you go with the doctor and what might you do well since my parents are most likely going to listen to this podcast i won't say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. Um, the second thing that comes to mind, um, it would be with Matt Smith, doctor, because he is my first doctor and I love him so. Um, and I would definitely not pick any time or place on planet Earth because I think the whole allure of, the doc- of Doctor Who is that you can go anywhere. So I would pick a far-off planet. See, that sound gives hope to all who hear it. <laughs> um, I would want to go on an adventure with the doctor. I would want to save people. I would want to be a heroine like Donna Noble. So I would go, I would want to go to the doctor to a planet where my help is needed and I end up saving people. That is what I do. Wow. Maybe, kind of, sort of. Jamie, if you had a TARDIS, one trip. I, how can I? 
how can I even like go up to that? I don't know. Can I just say me too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I figure that would kind of be the same thing, right? Like, oh, it's so cool. Awesome. I've, I've watched a yeah, few Yeah, can I destroy the dialects? Absolutely. Destroy yeah. Those so like the, what's the, <laughs> the one episode I've seen a few I, yeah, I like I like the show mostly the Matt Smith episodes because those are the ones I watch um, over and over again the one that I really really like that gets me every time is that the, the Vincent and the Doctor yeah. <gasps> which is one of those episodes that oh. makes me cry every time the first episode that almost made me cry was the first Dalek episode where the Dalek needed to wanted to die but like uh, couldn't kill himself and had to like Rose had to command him to die. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that was Eccleston, right? Yeah. Yep. There were a lot of. Uh, <laughs> she's more, but she's not one of the companions. True, though. she's not like an official companion, but she is probably my favorite female character. Does the Doctor ever get yes. any? Yeah. It's implied. Sexual it intercourse. Yeah. The Doctor has quite a few girlfriends. The whole, actually. the whole first season, it was very like ambiguous, ambiguously mm-hmm. sexual. Like she was his girlfriend, but it, they never said that she was. Oh she, yeah, technically she Rose wasn't. And the Doctor. Yeah. Like he would like hug her. He never kissed her mm-hmm. in season one. It mm-hmm. was just very like ambiguous. Yeah, there's actually a lot of snogging going on in Doctor Who. Believe it or not. I love that word. Snobbing. <laughs> snogging. Oh, my you're not an Anglophobe. Enough. Anglophile. Anglo. What's an anglophobe? Somebody who's afraid of English people. <laughs> I'm not one of them. That's not true at all. I'm half English. Radio. No, stop. Nope. Clearly, you're no, not embracing right. it. Nope. No, stop it. Nope. You guys are both equally upset. I wish Crystal is here, our friend from home, who's mm-hmm. equally obsessed with the doctor. Yeah, her um, Instagram handle is Z. She is also a David that Tennant fan. That is fantastic. Uh, fan. How did you guys find Doctor Who? Is it both the same Netflix um so basically kind of what happened is somebody was telling me about it and then i was like oh okay sure i'll check it out and then literally you know that kid who always hangs out at the party that doesn't leave even though he should and that kind of a deal but he stays like four hours too long yeah me <laughs> yeah that's always now, it was at the, the game night remember that the i know game? exactly who you're talking about yeah him so sat there and went on about doctor who for like three hours as he went on about his woes about how his girlfriend blah 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 and i went oh okay let's talk about something happy why are your shoes red oh that's doctor who okay so we talked about doctor who and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna check this out and you've only been watching it that long a year now how long you been watching it um mike just asked for a cookie because i baked homemade uh, chocolate chip cookies yesterday on my snow day and he should get a cookie i've actually only been watching doctor who probably a year year and a half not so that long. How it, does, it gets to you quick. How does that happen, though? Because I've known you both of you for obviously over a year. And so there I was a moment. So one day you didn't like Doctor Who and one day you did. But, man, you I, both just. Yeah. It, it gets you really quick. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows that, I mean, if you're a real true fan, I you was, will become obsessed with it. I was buying you TARDIS things like immediately. And you, like, one day you yeah. came in and you're just like, oh, my God. No. We, me and Jamie were together. Um, that's how we're friends. And it, everything Doctor Who. Now mm-hmm. you have a Doctor Who scarf. Like, it's just, what, what do you think that is? Like, I. I have to admire a show like that that can just take you in and just like how a good movie can just like, yeah. make you escape. Like yeah. I feel like that's what that does for you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely complete escape. escapism. It's yeah. it's perfect. I've just as I soon as I started watching it, I fell in love with it. And I did do it out of order. I started with season five because mm-hmm. I actually ended up reading an article about it online, which is kind of what sparked my interest and on a feminist blog and uh that's how i started watching it and fell in love and once i finished the matt smith years i kind of backtracked and 
watched Eccleson and David Tennant and been obsessed ever since. And it is such a cool story. And I actually, I'm pretty proud because I've also made my entire family obsessed as well. Christmas Eve, most people would watch sports, but they were watching Doctor Who. There was a Doctor Who marathon on BBC America, so of course we were watching it all day long. And I did, Christmas I special. Mind. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. I can't talk about the Christmas you special. You both just Jane started watching it and then so done. Funny. Over with. So before your Doctor Who obsessions, like what else... Um, have you been obsessed with? I know you guys, we all, you three are like Walking Dead. So yep. as I was saying before, I don't get on with all the geek stuff. I, I hate zombies. They're scary. I actually, it took me a long time to finish the first episode of The Walking Dead. I watched half of it and I couldn't finish it because I was too scared. And then months later, I finally finished it and then, you know, sped through seasons one and two on Netflix and loved it. So it's yeah. a great show. Yeah. I watched the first, actually, I was kind of the same way, but not because I was scared. I was like, eh, this is kind of silly. So I stopped watching it, went back to it, watched the first episode, immediately got hooked. Actually, Matt Rosine that we work with was like, oh, just get through the first couple episodes. They're not that bad. They're not that gory. Second episode, somebody takes a freaking axe to the head and there's zombie guts going all over the camera. And I walked into the office the next day and I was like, not gory, huh? (laughs) There's zombie brains all over the camera. Not gory. And that's based off of a graphic novel? Yes. Yes. Were any of you guys graphic novel people? Not no. really. I've actually no. never that my brothers love graphic novels. I'm sorry, I'm eating a cookie right now. But I've never been really interested in graphic yeah, novels. I love the TV and movie programming that evolves from them. Don't comics. Get me wrong. I never did mm. comics either. No. My friend Jeremy reads the graphic novels for Walking Dead mm. and they're supposed to be amazing. They are. But some of the stuff goes out of sync. So mm. he'll be sitting there going, but that person is supposed to be... D- Shut up. <laughs> because they're probably going to kill him off in the next season. And I don't want to know that he's dying. So shh. Yeah. <laughs> they're not afraid to kill off characters from The Walking Dead. Like Game of Thrones. They just be killing off everybody. Yes. And they killed off everybody. my favorite Who? in the last season. Herschel. Oh, Herschel. Who's I Herschel? Know. I don't watch Game of Thrones either. That's probably a big nope, spoiler. No, that's Walking Dead. That's all right, though. I'm sure anyone who's a real fan has already seen it. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Going back this. That was months ago, though. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're not a real fan. That's a good point. Like, so going back to youth, like for all you two, Mike, what were your earliest like obsession things that you would geek out over? Star Trek. Star Trek? Which version? Next Generation. And who's on that? Data? Is yes, that that's LeVar Data, Burton? Captain Jean-Luc Picard. The WW? Uh, yep, the WW, Will Wheaton, and oh. uh, Commander Riker. Funny story, for one Halloween, my little brother was Commander Riker, and I was Deanna Troy, because my mother is a very weird person, and that would be appropriate for a brother and sister to be dressed as for Halloween. Love you, Mama. Hmm? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, Commander Will Riker and Deanna Troy were Imzadis. They were soulmates. So it was kind of weird that my little brother was dressed up as Commander Riker. Now, uh, did you do yeah. the Star Trek either of you, Mike or Jamie? <laughs> no. I was a Star Wars guy. There you go. Did that too. So can I just say, I feel like I feel like you're talking so passionately about Doctor Who, and it sounds almost like you have these ideas. It almost, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe Chris should get involved in some role play, maybe. <laughs> I tell him that all the time. You're being very You know, passionate. one night in bed, sorry, mom and dad, I was like, I just want to be Khaleesi. I want dragons, and I want an army of 10,000 men with no penises. And he didn't understand me. Not, and he still got a little scared, yeah. and he was like, um, I got to go now. Not, not bed in like, the sexual way, but like, I'm about to go to sleep. Kind of you guys were just cuddling. 
No, we, literally, it was nothing exciting. It was, we were cuddling. We it like was like, I want you, I'm like, I'm not chopping off my fucking penis. <laughs> no, I'm, and you I'm can't not, go not, dragon! I didn't want you to be one of the Unsullied. I was just expressing my desire to be a Khaleesi and to have dragons. And so much unsullied. passion and things that aren't real. I have a hard time fun. with the sci-fi. Actually, the, um, what do you think of, as a uh, Trekkie, what do you think about the movies? Like, I love the new ones. With you the, talk about the new ones by J.J. Abrams, James, and I also enjoy them. With Benedict Cumberbatch. Are you guys both obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch? Seems like every girl I talk to oh, that's a nerd. I'm pretty obsessed. Geek. I don't know about I'm not you, obsessed yet. I, I haven't gotten Just into Sherlock oh, yet. Oh, you wait until you watch Sherlock. So, okay, so here's my plan. I'm uh-huh. going to binge watch Sherlock when Good I'm plan. on recovery mode from surgery. Yes. So I'm going to binge watch it. Seasons one and two are on Netflix. Yep. They are awesome. And they just finally, it took two years to get season three. And the first episode is already on PBS.org. So you can watch it online. Do you have Apple TV? My roommate has Apple TV. Because it's on, you can it's get on, PBS, you get the PBS on Apple app. TV and it's you can watch there. it on there. Because I, so I can't good. watch things on the computer. I have to. I'm on the TV. a huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he is amazing <sighs> as Sherlock. He's so good. I and thought Martin he Freeman. was in a, yes, and Martin Freeman, who also is the Hobbit. He's on Sherlock. He plays John Watson. And it's, it's a great show. It's it's it's, it's really smarts. Stephen Moffat at his best. It is so well written and so interesting. I've seen like the... two episodes, and the two episodes that I watched, I loved. And oh, it was yeah. kind of like one of those. Okay, like I'm gonna binge movies. watch this. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. You can totally binge watch it. Is it better than the Downey Jr.? <laughs> oh, so much better. Did you like that adaptation? That was a piece of shit. Yes. I thought it was entertaining, though. Yeah, but Sherlock uh, is not meant to be entertaining. No, it sucked. Sherlock Holmes it is an intellectual yes. character who relies on intelligence and deductions, and my darling husband is motioning for more cookies. <laughs> That's cookies in American nom, Sign nom, Language. Nom. <laughs> it really is. I took sign language in college. <laughs> um, so I think the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock's, while they were entertaining, it was like they made him a boxer, and Sherlock is an intellectual. But he's so handsome. Well, yes. Robert Although some Downey people would My friend well, Deirdre would love to hear you say mm. that. As a man, you would score so many points care. with her right now. Robert Downey, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is dreamy. handsome and dreamy, he dreamy, and he is the most amazing Iron Man, and I wish he would be Iron yeah. Man forever because I love him as Iron Man, yep. but he is not Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so who's the hunkiest, who's the hunkiest doctor? Like, what do you mean by hunkiest? Like just the most al- handsome? alluring and like just that you'd like to date. The most. You know, I might actually just, have just like to off the cuff. betray my doctor and say David Tennant because yep. he is quite. Who would you date and who would you marry? Oh. <gasps> fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. Okay. That? Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, you guys ever played kill... that game? Yes, I play no. all the time. In no, my head. you've never played Fuck Mary Kill. No. Okay. Oh, it's fun. Someone gives you three people. You have to fuck one, kill one, and marry one. Oh. Okay. So fuck Mary Kill. Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. Matt Smith, David Tennant. Oh. All right. I'll go Wait, first. And then after this, you two ladies have to think of that. For nerd, like for us, for characters. Nothing that's going to get me in trouble, though. <laughs> no, lots of trouble. Okay. Any show or. All right, we'll think of something. All right, so I would fuck Matt Smith just because I have to at least once. Oh, wait, wait. But and you could infinitely fuck him if you married no, him. No, that's what um, I well, forgot to tell you. I would actually marry David. And, um, and fuck, oh. marry, kill. The, the way we used to play it at summer camp is it's the way the what I always learn is one that you fuck and it's the best sex of your life. One that you marry, but you can never have to have, to, you can never touch, and then one you have to murder. That's so. How if I marry the person, no I can sex. Ne- what? That's ridiculous. But you still have a deep and well, guys. Deep sorry, but that's friendship. how marriage works. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Mom and dad, you can listen to that part. <laughs> sorry, baby. Um, well, that is a horrible thing. We never played it that way. Well, yeah, it's like a would you rather. You have to make it interesting. So. Oh, well, that makes so it so much harder. The marriage is still all of the, the 
the benefits of a marriage. Social security benefits. Uh someone's on their death. He's the doctor. We don't need social security. We just live in the target. Gotta pick. Gotta pick. All right. I would fuck Matt Smith. I stand by my choice. I would marry David Tennant. And I would kill Chris Eccleston. Sorry, dude. <sighs> Jamie, you're up. I know. no longer PG-13 as requested. <laughs> it would never no. was going to be. Uh, yeah, I figured. Oh, these two. We can edit. I guess. But we won't. No, we're good so far. You can keep everything. It's cool. Um, I guess I'm going to go with the same answer. I don't know. I was torn between David Tennant and Matt Smith, but the more I'm thinking about it, Matt Smith is kind of young and immature, whereas David Tennant's a little bit older and mature. Yeah, so he's like more the guy you want to marry. Right. He will take care of you. Yeah. And Chris is being a gentleman. And out tea. Yeah. He's pouring wine. You're mixing white with red. There was a teensy bit of red wine. I've never in the seen anyone do that. Now it's an impromptu rose. Do you, are you guys familiar with any of the old doctors? Actually, I don't know this is where my nerdum fails me because I have not watched the um, classic Doctor Who. No, I'm not doing that. Do you intend either. to? I, it's something on my list. I feel like they it have could be some on it. Netflix, so I will definitely. I hear the whole know. story is continuous from the very from the 60s. It, the storyline technically fits to present day. Yes, they it never does. deviate from it. <laughs> Do it you does. know why they changed over the doctors? Like why it continued to be the way it is? No. So the first doctor, this is what I heard and it's been confirmed as far as I know, that the first doctor, the man who originally played it, got sick. So instead of ending the series, killing him off, doing whatever they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. they said, you know what? The series is doing really well. We're going to kind of kill off the the actor per se, but then we're going to, instead of killing the show, we're going to have him regenerate into somebody else. And thus... Doctor I mean, Who. if you think about it, it's ingenious because yep. that's the reason it's lasted 50 years. Yeah, exactly. You know, actors come and go, but that role as with the ability to regenerate, I mean, it's not one of those awkward things where, you know, like in Bewitched, all of a sudden the main character is a different guy and right. nobody's supposed to notice. Like, right. this is I was on purpose. worried when David Tennant took over, like, how are you going to channel the other doctor? Mm. Well, I think it, it works because you don't have to. He was slightly different, but yeah. mostly the same. Yeah, and he you wished, can take on your own. Remember, kind of... he wished he was a he wished he was a ginger. Uh, yes, they always want to be a ginger. Ginger. Been a ginger. Every time. Every Does time. Does Matt Smith make the same joke? Yep. Yep. So Doctor Who is kind of like <laughs> the precursor to fan fiction, in a way. Not even a little. Well, not a precursor, but like I see like a similarity. It's just like. You could just do anything, but because of the storyline that you no, can go No, fan fiction is ridiculous and crazy. And... Well, all right. Do you guys read any? No. There's also, there's also fan erotica. <laughs> well, that's different. But no, I heard an NPR piece on fan fiction. I like a lot of writers like make. Well, there's their, something as fan this... fiction. I just think that you're you're trying to make a comparison. More one does that exist? We'll ignore it. Will it? But <laughs> Doctor Who is a quality television. Show. I don't say it's not. Fan quality. fiction is definitely. I mean, I love it. It gets fans more involved, and they feel ownership over their characters. And they Do you read any cool stories? No. Like. Well, so I, I I'm only kind of a little familiar. Is that when people like write their own storylines? It is okay, but it's not like, that, take it's the anything. characters and write their own stories about yeah. those characters. Okay, people and some get famous and some there's like you so you kind of 
you know, it's not as so crazy. So what Chris is trying to say a... is that um, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, E.L. James, actually started as a fan fiction writer. Yes, okay. Well, well, I was not Twilight. That. She right. wrote Twilight fan fiction, which is how she got Fifty Shades of Grey. I was going to say, somebody wrote something and it yep. got really famous. Yeah, oh, but that, it was Fifty Shades. There's even more specific fan fiction where I heard something on uh, NPR was someone who wrote, like, it's Doctor Who, but in the companion, and they pick up a companion from a different universe, like Star Wars or... It was oh well, you can like kind of do like the crossovers. Yeah, yeah, that's the crossovers. I do have a those are fun Simpsons Futurama graphic novel, but it was legitimate by like the artist who did it. It wasn't illegal or anything. Well, I mean, Fifty Shades is a very good example of fan erotica gone. Oh yeah, fantastically mommy wonderful. porn. Yeah, mm-hmm. mommy porn. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but it's fan erotica gone wonderfully. Yeah, for exactly. that person. There's a confirmed Family Guy Simpsons. Um, episode in the in the works yeah i heard about that it'll probably be bad i don't really like family guy no yeah it's gotten not great over the last several right. seasons yeah Did you they, guys they brought him back and he's back they brought him back shortly after Mm-hmm. I don't think he he said something Seth MacFarlane said something he's like guys did you really think I was gonna kill off Brian seriously they brought him back which is do good. you guys do Torchwood mm-hmm I actually I'm so bad I watched one or two episodes of Torchwood and I love Captain Jack Harkness I really do and the actor who plays him I have to watch it more gotta make it a priority I've heard it's really great he's so pretty Isn't he is so integrated? pretty he is uh he was well no he, I guess he currently would be on Arrow which is a show that I love as well I love Arrow I know Chris and I watched that show together it's an amazing we show it it's about the DC comic um hero the Green Arrow and it's on the CW network and it is an amazing show it's got action character development like it's just a good quality show it takes the same um it takes place in the same universe as uh batman yeah so raza ghouls in it but does it have time lords era yes I would think no. no but uh, john berriman is in it so yeah and close enough. if you ever want to see something hysterical look up john berriman doing um fan pictures at comic-con oh john berriman is just an hysterical. awesome human we went to comic-con rhode island we did go who to was the Doctor Who guy we saw talk. We saw the guy who plays Dorian Moldova and Doctor Who in the Matt Smith seasons. He's the big blue guy who ends up getting um, beheaded by the headless monks. Right. He's actually a really interesting guy, and it's very. I, I loved hearing fun. his story and hearing him talk about Doctor Who. It was really his like big break. And That's cool. He, he had nothing but love to say about Doctor Who and uh, the cast and crew. We saw the guy from Buffy. Nicholas Brendan. The guy really who plays funny. Xander on Buffy, he was also very funny. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, with the internet and the way the media has changed, like, so you at one time people would fall in love with the show, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but people it's gone as far as like people fall in love with the creator, mm-hmm. Joss Whedon. Yep. Who's made The Avengers, Dollhouse, Firefly. 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 Are we all Firefly oh, fans? I love no, Firefly. I haven't seen oh. Firefly yet. I'm sorry. You have I to put that either. on your list. Yeah, put it so on one good. season. It's one season, and it is a tragedy that it is one season. Why haven't? There's no reason that they shouldn't. It would be a moneymaker. Sure, but I mean, it's been ten years. But who cares? I, mean, I completely on. agree, but the actors enough. are in different They're doing things. another Dumb and Dumber. It's been 20 years. Yeah. I, I think it's a different fan base. That, like, oh, it's a huge fan base. Yeah. You know that they it would be just a money <laughs> machine. Well, I think Josh Whedon needs to stop making Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's a horrible show and make another Firefly season. And that show was such a cool premise to have it spin off from the movie. And it had good actors, and it should have been good, and just fell it's short. Bad show. For the Avengers, did you guys all see that? Yep. Yep. Love the Avengers. Awesome. I yep. think Joss Whedon's one of the best writers. In oh, the he's last, a great like, writer. Yeah. I don't even know how many years. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. He wrote that, didn't he? I think so. Or I mean, he's it? he started. 
you know, with the Buffy movie. Cabin in the Woods, is that the horror movie or the one the with, horror movie. the horror movie? Okay. With, um, with the twist at the end. Yeah, but... Is that Liam Hemsworth or the other one? Chris Hemsworth? I forget. There's too many mm-hmm. Hemsworth. By the way, fun fact, have you you saw Cabin in the Woods? You know the two guys that were in the control room? I actually have not seen it, no. Have you seen Step Brothers? No. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, no one ever knows this guy. I don't know how to describe him. His name's Richard Jenkins. He was the dad in Step Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Richard Jenkins. Isn't he a Rhode Islander? He lives three houses down from my girlfriend. Yeah, she told me he that. He was in Eat, Pray, Love. Yep. And I know, the Farrelly it's brothers grew up next door to her in the house. Funny story. Door. I work for somebody who's related to the Farrelly brothers. It's a small world. Yes, it it's is. It's a small state. That's what it is. It yeah, is Rhode it's Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk Star Wars. Well, look, actually, here's my question for everybody. Well, I set Mike so close to my mouth. Um, can you even consider Star Wars even geek culture at this point? It is the most popular thing in the entire world. Cool kids like Star Wars. I mean, like, they're Star Wars. Whoa, whoa. Cool kids have always liked Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think... Not when I grew up. I don't think geek has to mean not cool. I think it's an awesome thing. And I think just kind of segregating things into the geek world is wrong because it's saying that you have to be a geek to love these things. Star Wars is just an amazing series of movies. Mm-hmm. When you, I didn't see, watch it until it was like three years ago with you. And, I made him watch the original. Well, I, no, I fell asleep watching them when I was kids. My parents oh, did the right okay. thing and showed them to me. Oh, I've educated They're They're good. Chris I'm good. But you know times. when there's something so hyped up to you, but if you see it like 20 or 30 years too late. You're like, there are some things I think that can't be overhyped. Like the Beatles. Right. A lot of people yep. won't agree yeah. with me, but like what they did was so fucking crazy and original and different. Mm-hmm. No one will ever do that again. Nope. Can't be overstressed. Right. Exactly. I think Star Wars culturally is one of those things. Yeah. Is one of those Absolutely. things. Absolutely. I don't think it will never get old. It will never it's be classic, aged. Good it is versus classic. Evil. Yeah. It is we did episodes one through three. I was Severely disappointed. You didn't like Jar Jar? Mm, don't you speak his name. <laughs> That's ever all Star Wars fans seem to mutually have contempt for Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Kids. According to the People vs. George Lucas documentary I saw. Well, it's because he was a cartoon character. Yeah. Funny story. So I said a lot over the last hour how my family's huge nerds. Um, when my little brother was really young, he would pick names for all of us instead of calling his mom, dad, Victoria, and Alex, calling my father Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> he was Jar Jar for quite a while, no. and it drove us crazy. Although not as bad as when he was younger and would call my dad Stormtrooper and would shout that at the top of his lungs in very... <laughs> You know, like the jewelry district of New York City where there's a large Jewish population. Stormtrooper, stormtrooper, come over here. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew, you were a huge nerd. Explains so much. Still are. <laughs> What's your relationship? Are you are you a big Star Wars fan? Um, not a huge Star Wars fan. I was brought up on it. My mom like was one of those people who at like three years old here, sit here, you're gonna watch this, you're gonna embrace it, and you're gonna love it. Okay, sure. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I grew up on it. But... How, how can you like both, Victoria? Isn't there a rivalry between Trek and Wars? I don't think that. I think it was a funny scene in that movie that you're talking about. Fanboys. Fanboys. Um, but I think it's sci-fi and fantasy, and I don't see a rivalry between two things. However, my little brother and I did get in a very spirited debate on the night of our wedding. Um, we were sitting around the bonfire. Was that Andy? Yes, with your cousin Andy, and we were, I was shouting at him because we were trying to decide who would win in a fight, Darth Vader or Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I was firm in my belief that Captain Jean-Luc Picard would prevail, but he kept talking about the Force and all that crap, <laughs> so he thought Darth Vader would win, but my I still don't Do not so. underestimate the power of the Force. 
I know the power of the force. I'm sorry. It's all about Captain Jean Luc Picard. I'm with uh, Picard. Did you guys do LOTR? No, not me personally. Okay, hold on, hold on, real quick. Zachary Quinto mm-hmm. or yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Um, that's a tough one. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy in his prime, not in like you know. <laughs> Just the way. You, mm. So hot. I don't know. Movie. He does not. He has aged well. No, well, not sexually. I was not just meant as the spot. As the spocker. <laughs> Chris, no. why did you take us to that place? Yeah, I didn't. I can't bring him anywhere. As an as Spock, new as Spock, Spock or old Spock. Uh, I mean. I'm gonna have to say Leonard Nimoy just because he is perfection. Okay. Although I thought Zachary Quinto did credit to the role and was also amazing. Yeah. How about uh, I haven't seen the new the Moon movie, so I can't really kind of no, go. They're off good. Of... Hemsworth as Kirk. Is that his name? Is that no, no, no. Um, Chris Pine. Pine. Is it Pine? Yeah, Chris Helmsworth, who is up. Thor in the Avengers. No, Liam. I mix him up with Liam. Oh, Liam. Eh. Um, but Chris Helmsworth, who is Thor in the Avengers, played Captain Kirk's father briefly in the first reboot. So oh, that's interesting. a little funny tidbit. Which one dates Miley Cyrus? Is that the well hum- used to date Miley Cyrus? That was Liam Hemsworth. Le- Liam Hemsworth. Yes. Are you both? Why married? do you know that about Miley Cyrus? Because it was all over the tabloid this week. <laughs> Are you kidding? We had a long discussion about Justin Bieber's DUI this morning. Oh my gosh. Why? Why America? Why are we talking your, about uh, this thing? Your girlfriend that had the talk. I was going to say, where was I for this discussion? You were, I don't know, you were in the other office doing oh, okay. something, but me and Laura talked about it for quite a while. You know what's sad is that it takes me 12 minutes to get to work, and I listen to the radio both times, and both times, at you know one at 8.15 and the other one at 4.45, somehow both times we were talking about Justin Bieber. I was like, really, guys? Eight hours apart, and we're still talking about the same thing. Yep. I mean, what about Syria? <laughs> I mean, come on. He's a rich white guy who got in trouble with drugs and drinking and driving fast cars in Miami. That's never happened before. Heavens. No. <laughs> I'm surprised. Are you... Jamie, what else is your geekdom? I guess I overestimated you. Are you just purely Doctor Who? No. I mean, I, I think kind of like my geekdoms are more kind of not so much Doctor Who, but I get into a lot of like weird, silly things. Like I'm into a lot of like weird 80s movies and things like that. So like Labyrinth and Legend and that like I was brought up on those. Yeah. So, like, oh God, don't, I loved everything. Story. you. Do you guys want to? You guys want to hear another sad story? It's not. It's really quick. It's really quick. It's like two seconds. All right. I'll tell my happy story after we all go to our dark place. Then. All right. Go all right. ahead. Second time we're getting dark. Um, the horse that dies in the Burning Story Spurs. actually died in real life. Uh, in the making of the movie. The scene with the where it was stuck Aww. in the mud. I guess the horse was old and it had it put too much stress on its heart and it died. Atreus horse. Thanks for ruining All that right. movie. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard, and I'm going to go drink some more wine now. <laughs> Chris is horrified. Now, Jamie, you might know this do, um, because when do you, you want me to trivia, take everybody out of our sad space before yeah, we go sorry. on to that? Yeah, yeah, but, let's put, let's um, did you ever story. hear the newfound glory cover in Neverending Story? Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, we're going to talk pop punk in a minute. Okay. Because I think that's that's how we became friends initially. We heard Jamie and I, uh, music and like ska. Yeah. We started talking about ska immediately and we became fast friends. What's your happy story? So Mike... happy story. Well, it's not really happy anymore because you told me the freaking horse died. So my grandfather, when I was little, had this stuffed horse that he had in his house and I like loved the thing. And since I was like this little tiny child, I used to like ride the thing around in his apartment. And he was like, well, do you want it? And I was like, yeah. And so he gave it to me, and I named the thing Artex, and I like <laughs> rode it around my oh. house and pretended to be a train because that was like the cool thing to do when I was like five. And then it turns out the horse 
dies in real life. So. Thanks, Mike. Damn it, Mike. Thanks, oh. man. The scene with the Sphinx. The scene with the Sphinx scared me when I was a kid. Well, Fred Savage lived. If that makes you feel better, the little boy in the beginning. Oh. You know what movie uh, Victoria and I rewatched semi recently uh, of that that same vein? Um, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. That is one of my favorite. Mowage. Mowage. We said that constantly the year oh we were engaged. God. We kept talking about our wedding ceremony, and we're like, Mowage. <laughs> oh my god, that's. There's funny how some movies when you watch it when you're younger like just don't hold up and some that do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one holds up. That's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. And then that that's Saul from Homeland. Yeah, it is. Isn't that crazy? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And we got that Blu-ray, right? Uh-huh. And then you bought Spaceballs on Blu-ray recently. I did. Black Friday was good to me. Turn off the podcast. We're going to watch Spaceballs right now. <laughs> All right. Has anybody ever seen Dr. Strangelove? No. 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 Ah, air high five. <laughs> you know a lot more. I don't watch enough movies. You guys both probably watch a lot more movies than I have. Yeah, lately I've been more of a TV person. Yeah, I don't sit still long. Doctor Strangelove is one of those like classic cult movies. It's fantastic. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie. It's got so many people in it. James Earl Jones is in it. The uh, voice George of Darth C. Vader. Scott played yep. uh, the general. Yep. It's it's yeah, it's worth seeing. You guys should watch it. You like Casablanca and old stuff. I, mean, I do love old movies. It's not. It's a satire, but you'd probably like it. I'll have to put that in the Netflix queue. I think it's on. <laughs> on I don't think it is. Doctor Strange Love, it might be. It, we still was. have the DVD, so I can always request it. Peter yeah. Sellers. I it's funny it how everything these days. I mean, if if you can't get it on Netflix, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> for us anyway. <laughs> well, Jamie, so I think um, we both had that same. Uh, we got the music bug when we were young, yep. and like local concerts. So it was like the concert scene where you grew up. And was it Douglas, or did you go to like Providence for stuff? Douglas, I I didn't really go to concerts till college. So yeah. like growing up, like and you went to school nothing. down here in Providence. I went to school in at CCRI and then Rick. Um, but like I was a band geek growing up in high school. So I guess I was a geek, huh? Band geek. Band we, geek. We figured it out. Woo! <laughs> um, but my parents like I was brought up on like the Beatles, Rolling Stones, mm. so like classic sixties rock, seventies rock. I'm pointing the mic right now. Yeah, that was kind of my upbringing. Um. And if I ever had rap on in the house, it was like, what's that shit? Turn it down. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just poetry in motion, guys. Yeah, no. If I said that, I'd probably get dope slapped upside the back of the head. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But once I finally started going to concerts, it was pretty much like if I could afford it, I would go. A lot yeah. of my friends were in bands, so I was going to see them all the time. Like, So, yeah. And since I've gotten like even older, just my music kind of has gone further. Like The selection that I like keeps growing well we went to the taking back sunday 10 year anniversary we tour and it was one of the best moments of my life oh my god because adam lazara came into the crowd for uh timberlakes in new jersey and he stood near us yep. i jumped on his back and sang with him i touched him <laughs> as a fangirl and and he brought deirdre through the crowd <laughs> he grabbed her by the hand oh my god that album changed my life what's one of the best concerts you've ever been to or like a couple of the best Pro- that one was definitely one of the best ones ever taking back sunday the 10-year mm-hmm. reunion um, that was definitely one of the best ones ever. Uh, Aerosmith was one of my nice. favorites. Yep. That one I went to, me and my dad. That was probably one of the best ones yet. Um, was it in Boston by chance? Yep. Yeah. That's where he's from. And actually, from. yeah, they actually, their first concert was at Nip, Nipmunk High School, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They're Oxford. They're actually 
from where we work. Couple, or Joe it's Perry's not... from Hopedale. Yeah, they're from the Hopedale area. Yeah, they're actually nice. not lost in They're Central Mass originally. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Right? In Southern New Hampshire, Central Mass kind of thing. But they're... And they oh, used figure. to, yeah, they used mm-hmm. to play at Amherst all the time. My mom used to see the van outside. When she was going to college. A guy I work with, who's, he runs into Joe Perry like at least once a year at the, the Cumbies in Hopedale. Yeah. What? Yeah. Of all places. Such a boring town. But that's like if your family yeah, grew up there. Yeah. Wow, damn. Okay. Well, you don't want excitement when you're old and rich. You just want to disappear into the world and get cigarettes and smoke and do whatever old people do. Have coffee. Get some coffee at the Cumbies. Like, mm. Van Halen <laughs> was a good one for me. I saw Van Halen. That would be a good one. Mm. And it was so weird because I grew up listening to them, and then to see that to see a band in person is so mm. surreal. Yeah. yeah. What singer did you see him with? David Lee Roth. Okay. When they got back together. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Jack White, Bob Dylan. Nice. Victoria. I would love Favorite to see concert? Bob Dylan. I'm totally I I Jersey girling, but oh. um, I actually have two. Bruce. Uh, no, uh, Bon Jovi. Oh. I'm a Bon Jovi girl. I've not seen Bruce in concert, but I've seen Bon Jovi five times. But my favorite one was the first time I saw him. It was my one friend from high school, Kaylin, who took me. And it was pouring rain the entire time. We were at Giants Stadium, which is not covered. But we were on the mezzanine, so we were covered while the concert was going. And for two and a half solid hours, John Bon Jovi was out there in the pouring rain, rocking out, and just giving the best show of one of the best shows I've seen in my entire life. And it was the most fun I've had. Um, but then my second best concert experience was when we saw fun at lupo's and it was right around the time when they were getting popular so the show i don't think it was sold out because there were not that Remember, many people there it was there. supposed to be at the met it was supposed to be at the met it which is moved. an even smaller venue it got moved to lupo's and it was right Providence. before um Ooh, some nights became the number one song uh, in the country yeah. great at it the was met. right before i wish it had been at the met but uh, they moved it to lupo's last minute but we were still pretty close to the front and I've never been that close to a band before, and it was amazing because we were so close, and it was an amazing show. And he's, um, they sang that song, The Gambler. Well, The Gambler, which is our song, so you held me, and the feels, we kissed, and we got the feels. Um, so that was wonderful to hear that performed, and we were so close and to feel the emotion. But one of the last songs they sang was, what was it, darling? I don't remember. It was the really long one, Take Your Time. Oh, Take Your Time, Coming Home. Coming Home, and there's this pause, like, kind of in the middle of it. And right as the lead singer was pausing, like, the the crowd just went crazy and was clapping and shouting, and the energy was so amazing that you could really feel the emotion in him. Like, he was choked up, and he was almost, like, in tears because it was such a beautiful moment. And I will never forget that as long as I live. I saw fun at Boston Calling. They are an amazing oh, band. So amazing. They are Were you guys so in the format? The what? The format, his band before this. I've never seen them, but no. they just played me their music Laura and I love it them. all. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get onto them until after they had broken no. up. No. Give, do yourself a favor. Okay, I'll check them out. Yeah, listen to the format. They have amazing songs. It's very like influence, Ooh. but because like, the newest fun album is more hip hop influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, the first fun album sounds a little bit more like the format, yeah. like huge orchestrations. Well, the all-time best concert I've ever been to would be Prince with my friend uh, Squirrel that Boy would be in Hartford, which he forced me to go to. I thought he kind of like jokingly wanted to go and kind of one up me, and then it's like seventy dollars for nosebleeds, and it was the greatest thing I've ever saw in my wow. entire life, and I highly recommend it. I've been to a lot of great concerts. I feel so lucky. I've you also been, been to Bob Seger too, which Ooh. was. I wasn't even supposed to go to the concert. My mom got sick, so I went in her place, and it was amazing. It was so good. 
you know, one kind of an oddball music moment. Um, my friend Kevin McNally, McNoodles, McNoodles, um, who did my husband's hair the morning of our <laughs> yeah. wedding. Uh, we went to Newport Folk Festival a year, few years back, and we saw some great art. We saw she and him, but the best one I saw was uh, Young at Heart, which was a group of old seniors. They're a court. There's a documentary about them. And oh, they're, so good. They're a group of seniors that do like do acapella, and it was so moving. Any Folly show I've ever been to, oh god, man, there's two. I saw the Get Up Kids and their last show in Toronto, and then I saw the reunion show in New York City. And I think the New York City show was better because the brand new was a surprise opener. Mm-hmm. They played under the name Matzo Balls. And <laughs> when we do our episode of Five Albums that Transform Your Life, uh, brand new, oh, we'll be on there. Spoilers. Oh my god, but it was man. I definitely had geeked out over shows like hard. It was so mm-hmm. like so into it going to all the concerts. All of our friends were from it. It was it was so much fun. I miss it though. They don't listen to music as much anymore because I'm old. <laughs> we like Frank Turner a lot. I love Frank Turner. I would love to see him in concert. Yeah, it would be great. So any more geek things? I feel like we only covered a couple topics. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're not being paid. <laughs> we're not being paid. We're in my dining room right now. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Anything else you guys want? to touch upon before we move to our last questions no so me and mike haven't really figured out what our last question is and it's turned into like three. Oh, you got the do you are you okay with the ben and jerry's one oh, yeah. i actually really liked it so um did, you, did, you, did someone spoil it for you already what do you mean laura. no no God, laura what can't she do she's wonderful um so for jamie and victoria mm. if you could watch your favorite movie again for the first time what would it be? Oh, you know that joy you get from seeing like your fa- like the first time you see your yeah. favorite movie. So we heard we got that question. I kind of made up after we heard Richard Roper talking about someone famous on uh, the Aisha Tyler podcast, and I was mm. like, I just been stuck on that. Like, man, I was actually I've been thinking about this because I sort of know that's one of your questions you asked. We were in the car together when we, we were listened in the to car. it. Um, so I was thinking about it a lot today, and well, that's not fair then because you I know. had time I to totally think about it. I'm heard... married to him. I get some advantages. <laughs> <laughs> she's better at it she's been prepping (laughs) i have been prepping you can just come back okay um so my i would have to say my answer would be little women oh the 1994 version with winona Ryder and susan sarandon and i just little women is one of those books one time you've only seen one time what and i i saw it like last year okay but it is dark fucked up and like it gets kind of there are like moments where you're like this is a lot darker than i thought she talks about possibly being abused at home but like, is Judd she abused or, or does she yes. like, yeah, or does she being home and then like Molly Ringwald's character like crying and like, it's fucked up so much. Like, and then, and then in the end, the, the, the badass and Molly Ringwald, I don't know his name, their names in the movie. Bender. They get together. Well, kind of, sort of. Spoiler. And it's like <laughs> so unexpected. I don't know. It just, it just. A more accurate representation of what teen life is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I always looked at Freaks and Geeks as like a TV version of. I've never seen Weird Science, but. No. You haven't oh, seen it? Dexter. No. Oh know. my God. All right. So we'll have, this is the plan. We're going to do an uh, 80s teen movie night. I love it. Yeah, I will should. bake the cookies. God, yeah, Comic-Con. Yeah, yes, Miami Hall. Hall. See, um, I was so close. When we went to Common, Common Providence, there was that shooting in Los Angeles, so all the people in LA couldn't make the Sunday. And he was they were going to do a weird yeah. side forth. Right now I'm thinking like, 
Pitch Perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were such really? a I just love the way I felt watching it. Yeah. I think well, a lot good. about like all the movies that I watched as a kid, and mm-hmm. then like would it be different if I watched it now as an adult? Like, mm-hmm. would I understand a lot of the stuff? Like, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump's a really good example of that, right? Because yeah. I watched it when I was Growing like up. nine, and now that I know what so much of that stuff means, so. right, and realize that oh, Jenny was dying of AIDS, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really bad flu. And what it's really like for developmentally disabled adults in America, and like the kind of. Uh, I may be dumb, but it's such a good movie. So good. Yeah, yeah. Both. He did it twice. Yeah. And where was our last drive? We went somewhere recently. Oh, right. um, if you really want the feels, watch uh, Philadelphia. Or Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, Green Mile. Can we just do a day dedicated to Tom Hanks? Yes, please. <laughs> and his awesomeness. And his wife is on Girls, which I'm the only heterosexual yeah, Wilson, that watches it. Don't like her. I'm the best meal you've ever had. Ever. Remember um, we're married. Can I kind of pretend? I recently, for Chris's parents, made a homemade pasta with a, obviously, from scratch, marinara sauce. And I also made a brujol for the first time. What's brujol? For those brujol is this amazing thing where it is steak that is stuffed with Italian breadcrumbs and garlic and olive oil and seasonings. And it's cooked for an hour and a half in the homemade marinara sauce that I made. And it was the most delicious thing I've ever What's that, Mike? You want Victoria to make that for you? All right. For the record, I'm over. drooling. We'll bring Jamie over. Have <laughs> so a So when we have this 80s movie night, I will make the brujol oh, and the homemade pasta. We should really do that. I have some uh, sauce in the freezer that from that same batch that I got. Done I and done. Victoria's fed Mike before. <laughs> Many times. We can't get rid of him. He do just you, shows up and asks for a Do you have a, a favorite cookie. meal or experience you've ever had? Um... Probably one of my all-time favorites is my grandfather used to make this seafood chowder when we were kids. And he also used to make, not necessarily with it, but it was one of my all-time favorite things ever. Um, He used to make a strawberry rhubarb sauce that was supposed to like go over ice cream Um. or whatever. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Strawberry and rhubarb just always goes well together. Yep. Mm. Can't go wrong. And it was supposed to like go over whatever, and we were supposed to wait till dessert, but my brother and I would steal spoons out of the... Aww. So you do a little ice cream and a little like piece of shortcake. That'll be good. Yeah. With that strawberry rhubarb sauce. Did you ever watch uh, No Reservation with Anthony Bourdain? Yes. I love that show. Yeah. It was the entire always, first year we were dating, that is all we watched. I love how it always ends with like... The moral of the story is the best meal you'll ever have is like a home cooked meal for mom yeah. or yeah. your grandma or yeah. something. That was really sweet. I know we're at the end of the questions, but I would go as far as say, is, I don't know if you could be a food geek, like a foodie, but you, Victoria, and your family <laughs> have introduced me to the world of foodie. I live in Providence. Well, we are like, um, North Jersey Italians, but, and we do love our food. Can I just share a story? The first time I had met her parents, mm-hmm. it was the night after a Bon Jovi concert yep. See? together. Love and bon we went out to breakfast in Montclair. And as we remember with the interview with John Pasinich, no, we're good go to go. You, just, you can go you anywhere. You pick a restaurant in Montclair because he go. couldn't name a single one that he enjoyed. Poor John. Really great. Oh, John. We're just, we just tease because we love. Um, For the record, there are many good restaurants in Montclair, and it blows my mind that he could not name any. Well, there's, well, years ago, it used to be called the Crescent Moon Cafe. The one you're talking about where you met my parents for the first time for breakfast is called Raymond's, which is a great place in Montclair um, right off of Bloomfield Ave. Uh, there is Palazzo. <laughs> um, there are a ton of places in Montclair that I can't believe he couldn't name. So we had breakfast together. Uh, John read the paper, and you and your mom just sat there and just talked about food that you were eating, and food you would like to eat, and food you'd like to cook, and nobody asked me anything, and I was their daughter's new boyfriend. Well, they didn't, I didn't want get to grill grilled. you. They didn't even give a shit. They're like, nice kid. 
Victoria, do you taste the consistency in these grits? Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. All right, we didn't have grits. It was, well, I don't it was remember. brunch. It was brunch. <laughs> we probably but, had like sandwiches. But then I didn't understand the whole world of foodies. Like, oh my God. And then now we go to restaurants here. Where do we go? The first time we were, I remember being at Zuma's with you, and we were getting like pasta or something, and mm-hmm. the waiter was explaining it to me. It's like the, the consistency of this pasta. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? And you had pizza. <laughs> what a pizza, man. And I that was the time that I ordered uh, the special, which was a pasta dish with lobster. <laughs> and Chris was like, whoa. And I ended up paying for the meal because yep. mine was like twice as much as it. Oh, man. Good man, I married. But now we have. Wonder- I mean, there's great places to eat anywhere you go, but now we're in Providence, and I understand like the restaurant world. And like, oh my. We went to Gracie's for her birthday. And we did. I had duck. What was it called? You had duck confit. I still can't pronounce half the things I eat. Yep. I had foie uh, fa- gras. Yes. What's that? So good. It's uh, they. It's, it's they like so force feed oh, it's so the ducks fatty meal. Yep. So that way their liver gets really fat really fast, and they kill them and. And it's delicious. It's supposed to be really fatty and delicious. It like dissolves in your mouth. It does. I've never had it. They're making it illegal in a lot of places now. I hear. Well, that's because they're dumb. Mm. By the way, if I guys... got tricked into eating it. Did you? Yeah, they were like, "Oh, it's really good. Just try it." I'm like, "Okay," and I'm eating it. They're like, what am... "I'm like, what am I eating?" They're like, "It's liver. It's duck See, liver." That is how I've lived with Chris for three years. I don't tell him what he's eating. I just have him eat it. It's like and my then father. after he's done and he likes it, I tell him what it is, yeah. and all of a sudden he likes the new food. Tell him about the Grange. So I took him, I I wanted us to go out to dinner one night and I heard about this new restaurant opening up on Broadway on the west side of Providence. West side is the best side. What, what? Um, Which is where we live. Um, and so I, it was opening night at the restaurant. And I just really had this desire to go. I've never gone to it. It's supposed to be amazing. What I did not tell Chris is that it was a vegan restaurant. <laughs> Laura Beforehand. and I actually went there. Did you guys like it? Oh, we loved it. I she got quinoa and uh, something else, and I got Korean barbecue. Uh, oh, seitan probably. Because right? it was the closest thing to meat yeah. that I could find. <laughs> it was pretty good though. Yeah, we loved it. I've actually I'm I would never go to a restaurant like I I mean I have no <laughs> negative or positive feelings about vegan food. I I like good food whether it's vegan, non-vegan, meat, soy. As long as it's delicious, I will eat it. But I've heard this place was good, and I wanted to try it, and it was it was delicious. I had a um. Oyster po' boy on a pretzel. Does make sense? It was yeah, vegan. You had a kind of like a noodle broth kind of thing, like with like undan noodles and a miso broth and with like mushrooms. Oh, remember we ran into my old shift supervisor, Danya, there? We did. She was really sweet. Yeah. She it's a good great. place. The range yeah. on Broadway, I highly I like recommend to go back. Duck and Bunny. Duck and oh, Bunny, duck good and place. Bunny. It's a snuggery. Can it's we just snuggery. talk food for a little bit, Mike? Is that all right? Let's just get real local references here. <laughs> Providence restaurants. Jamie, where do you go besides Duck and Bunny? Um, do you know your shit, too? I, I knew it was closed, but oh. I, thought, I thought the one on Valley Street was still We went open. to go Only call go? it because we were going to go to that one, and it said, this number is no longer in service. Oh, it wasn't doing that very well. Belle, stop it! That's our cat she's yelling at. <laughs> she's clawing at our nice man, chair. I, I, man. I know. Super you know, I, I, I appreciate it when I first met you, too, is you weren't like, oh, I love Providence food. I like the Cheesecake Factory. Actually, yeah. this man right here refused to drive all the way to Providence to go on our first date. Hey. It was too far for lunch, <laughs> so we had to meet in the middle. Well, but cr- we bunched him and buttoned. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> so it's no hard work. feelings. Oh, Duck and Bunny is so good. Love we love, oh, like, I Louis love Harry's. Yep, Louis Mike Fuller's. had Harry's today before I know, he came here. Harry's Bar and Burger. It's, they have the best sliders. Lux Burger Bar for regular oh, burgers. Bill's Ron oh. We went out last time we recorded. We went to Local 21 with Mike and Laura. We did love 121 in uh, no, Washington Do they still Street have for the restaurant unicorn week. drink? 
I don't know. I don't remember. They used to have a drink called They the have really Unicorn. good cocktails at Local 121. Mm-hmm. I really so like good. that place. We um, went in simply, we were we went in there, it was me and my friend Jeff, and we were bouncing from place to place, and it was one of the, it was a cold, like a night like tonight. It was like five degrees, and with the wind chill, it was like five degrees below, so we just like, okay, we're just going to go in here because we're sick and tired of freezing our asses off. Mm-hmm. So we bounced in the door, and then we're looking, and we have this joke with a unicorn, don't ask, but... It, because it had a drink called the Unicorn, we ended up eating there. Oh, it's a good place. I love it, it there. Really good food. By the way, if you guys are interested in travel shows like Bourdain and whatnot, do you do you watch The Office? Or the, are you familiar um, with The Office? The U.S. Familiar. Version? Okay, yeah. uh, Ricky Gervais. Do you guys know Ricky Gervais? Well, yep. he did the U.K. version, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's his friend, their friend Carl Pilkington. Have you seen it? It's, no, no, it's, yeah. And Ricky and Steven pick locations around the world for carl to go visit and i saw is... a preview for like in person yeah have you he seen is a the... freakishly tall person the thing the yes on <laughs> jimmy fallon How incredible was that did you see that oh uh, he was doing the gosh. beyonce single they like lip sank oh he lip sank um single ladies it. yeah and he did like the little dance it was great but he is like a freakishly tall and awkward oh, single man ladies. Oh, so single it was ladies. hysterical oh, 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 oh man well my original question was going to be if you can make your own Ben and Jerry's flavor, what would it be? But let's make this more specific. If you could make your own Doctor Who Ben theme, what would it be? Like, what would it be called? Because then you have to have a good pun, and what would your flavor be? God. I like to get All right, well, I hate to be obvious, but the first thing that pops to mind is like a Tardis blueberry sorbet. Oh. Yep, because Tardis blue, it's the blue, Tardis it's blue. the color. Mike? A Doctor Who one? Well, let's see if Jamie one has first, because I have a non-Doctor Who one. Mm. No, I was going with something same thing. I stole your idea. You did. Um, can I pass and then come back to me? He's yeah. already set to go. There you like go. last week, I submitted it to the company. That's awesome. What? Did you, you really? For real, I do this. <laughs> okay. Was this one guys, of those like, times you guys, you guys were Women love ice cream, right? Yeah. Most women. And most men, okay, but this man women are women will buy are ice cream when it's five negative five degrees it's outside. A, it's a comfort food, okay. Women also like Ryan Gosling. A lot of them do, not all of them, but I don't know any that don't. Do you like Ryan Gosling? I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm looking at you because I want to know where you're going on the ice cream. I don't know what the flavor would be, but come on, ice cream and you Ryan go Gosling. Go a lot of dirty places with that. Just oh, saying. Oh, come yeah. on, that would sell like that would sell like crazy. <laughs> I, I, I would eat it. I don't have a Doctor Who themed. Uh... I thought of one. I would do a Dalek theme. I would use chocolate ice cream and lots of chunky candy because Daleks are jerks. The cartons should be shaped. Our house. We do have a red Dalek on the Because of you. A uh, Jimmy? If you like Moo Who or Who Moo and have it be something like that because Doctor Who. Doctor Who Moo. I don't know. And then my favorite flavor is chocolate chip cookie dough. What's our favorite yes. one we like? We love fish in my brain and ask her all the time for things. <laughs> what did I get for dinner last week? And I remember these things, so I enable this behavior. It's hard. Where are my keys? <laughs> in the basket, dear. So can we do something for funs to end this? When I say three, we'll Well, we a... know I hate fun. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh! Um, our <laughs> so sign- I married you. Our signature ending is let's chat again real soon. When I get to three, we could all say it at the exact same time. Okay. One, okay. two, three. Let's, let's chat, chat again, again real soon. soon.